I think I've been shat on by a bird once. All right, go on then. Let's let's role play it. I'm a baby. (laughs) This is taking a turn. Go on, I'm a baby. Is it it... it time for feeding now, Ed? You're not going to get your breasts out, are you? (laughs) Well, he could be. He could be gay. He could be bi. I mean, if he if he's bi, you know, those people do exist. And 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 ironically, he'll be going bye bye to her. (laughs) Bye bye, baby, baby, goodbye. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Two Pals on a Pod. We're back. Today we are going to be talking about, we're going to be doing like a Room 101. We're going to call it like Room 202 so they don't get on to us, you know, if if they just happen to be watching for some reason. Um, room 101B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we are going to be doing a Room 101 style show where basically we pick five different things that we don't like to put in room 101. The other person's going to have to sort of like say yes or no to it as well. And maybe you can in the comments yeah. of, of people watching. Um, so do you want to go first or should I? Yeah, you can go first if you want. Okay, go I'll first. go first. And this has come off the back of us actually planning the show literally 10 minutes ago, <laughs> this first one. First thing I'm putting into room 101 is people sucking their fingers. It's going right in there. It's That is going right in there. You, you have a little bag of nuts before we came on. A little bag of, oh, scoffing them in your face. And then sucking your fingers off. After, no, no, no. Get out. What? Get out. <laughs> you've, now, you've not even washed your hands afterwards. Do you know what I mean? I Saliva, plagued fingers. I didn't, need to, I didn't need to wash them. I'd licked them, hadn't I? And I think, you know, there were nuts that were coated in lovely garlic and coriander and chilli flakes. Yeah. yeah. And be a total your fingers waste. are coated in saliva. <laughs> <laughs> so have that on your fingers and resist the urge to lick them, lick them off. You've got better willpower than I do. Uh, 23, I mean, not three. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be such a waste. The only reason you would never lick your fingers is because the most exotic crisp flavour you like is ready salted. Well, which it is. have no flavour, have no flavour whatsoever. Getting so there'd be nothing again. to lick off your fingers. There'd be nothing to lick off your fingers it's because you like, cra- you like you like flavourless crisps. It's come on the offensive. No, for no good reason whatsoever. This is a personal okay. attack. Well, it's like a flavourless crisps. And, and quite rightly, the idea of, oh, you've had a bag of salt. Something. Oh, ugh. I mean, no, no, no. Let's just wash your hands. Bit of soap, bit of water, towel. Let's wash it off nicely. Not shoving them down. Ugh. I mean, you can't be doing it. People do it in restaurants, in pubs. No, no, no. Get out, <laughs> you child, you infant. I'm going to use that what as an was it at the, at the start of lockdown? They recommended that when you were washing your hands, you had to wash them for the length of time it takes to sing either Happy Birthday or the National Anthem. The national Anthem, I don't know all the words to. Don't you? So there's a problem there. Also, do I look like a man with enough time to stand at a sink for 30 seconds, washing my hands in a particular way for a particular length of time? You do no. look grubby. You do look grubby. I yeah. do, <laughs> but I own it, and that's all that matters. I do, I do wash my hands. Disclaimer: I do wash well, my hands. Not not, not for thirty you seconds. Your fingers off. No, I mean I want to. I want to see cleanliness. I mean, what now? What are you going to touch after this? After we've done this podcast, are you going to be high fiving people? I don't know why you would be, but you know, you're going to be touching people like, oh, come on. I'm I'm too cool for a high five. I would only have a fist bump, and in which case my fingers aren't on show, so it's but okay. Even still, I get away with that's, it. That's the reason why you've been super spreading these last eighteen months. <laughs> stuff like that, stuff like that's personal hygiene is not big on up on your list. That's definitely the reason why I've been super spread. It's not the, not the parties or anything. Nah. Anything. It's, the parties in lockdown is okay, as we've learned recently. So I mean, go cool. for it. Political. Political. Get political. So Don't mention we, I'm a politics student. <laughs> we're agreeing on that then. People sucking fingers should be banned. I, should be outlawed. I don't have 
have an issue with it. I wouldn't have an issue with even it. Even restaurants? If you want to... But what are you eating in a restaurant? Pizza. That requires so you're having pizza, burger, garlic bread. If I was in a restaurant, I would eat a pizza with a knife and fork. So so would I. But let's say hypothetically, someone didn't. Would you leave it? No, because you you would have a, a, serv- a serviette or a napkin to hand. You wouldn't need to. But I didn't, at this, at this desk right now, I didn't. So you, you wouldn't suck your fingers in a restaurant? No, but I wouldn't. I would suck my fingers on a Zoom call to you anytime. Mm, I just don't know why I just don't go wash your hands, though. Do you know what I mean? It's a trait to the bathroom as well. I can't be bothered. Ugh. Can't be bothered. You're losing the flavour anyway, whereas if you've been eating a pizza, what's going to be what's going to be on your hands is just the grease from the pizza. Nobody wants to lick grease off their fingers. No, but you've just had but the nuts. Talking, you don't need extra flavour. Well, if we're talking about the flawless concoction of garlic coriander and chili flakes on the top of my nuts then mm, i'm all for it i'm all for it you love your nuts i just don't get it i don't get it i will never understand it to be honest i mean there are particular food habits that i would take a similar irrational dislike to that you have here so i mean if i ever see somebody finishing off a bag of crisps by tipping the bag into their mouth to get everything out of there. I never understand the rationale behind that. I'm I don't sure like I've that. seen you do that at school. I've never, I would never do that. Never have, never will. You must be mm. getting me confused with an absolute heathen because it's something that's, it's always, it's always pissed me off and it always will because there's never any need to do it. And it's such a visceral action. As opposed you look to like sucking an your fingers. It's a very sensual action that some people I think would pay a lot to see me do. So. Mm, yeah, so we're we're, we're going to agree on that. I think we're going to agree to disagree. <laughs> um, what's your, what's your first one then? What's what's your first? So my first one relates to a specific type of person. I think we all know. You know, an incident would come to mind when I say I say people who pronounce foreign words obnoxiously. You know, they're speaking in English and they get to a foreign word and they pronounce it with an accent. I mean, if you're you au fait with football, then you get the the odd commentator that would pronounce you know the name of a foreign player in an obnoxious kind of way and it's just you know it comes out of nowhere because you're speaking english and then you get this foreign you know, this foreign name or foreign word and you you know you put the accent on it's a bit patronizing and it makes you look like a knob and you know this comes from, from personal experience as well because i went on a date back in the day oh. um to a tapas restaurant with somebody who was obviously under the impression that they could speak spanish so <laughs> this, i'm so i'm so opposite i'm so opposite him you know, he's got his shirt buttoned down to his belly button, you know, open. Oh, That's an interesting vibe. I'm with Simon Cowell. We'll Simon Cowell. <laughs> Simon Cowell never, even Simon Cowell's not obnoxious enough for this. It's tapas, so the nature of it is that you share it. So so he's like, what do you want? I'll order. So I'll go for, I can't remember what I meant. You know, patatas bravas is a, is a, is a you know, a classic one. So it gets the waiter over. Waiter comes over, you know, it's a lovely vibe. You know, they've got the Spanish music playing in the background. Dim lighting, candle lit. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. Turns around, goes, oh, what can I get you? Failing to see that she has probably the most English accent I've ever heard. She's definitely not. She looks English. You know, when somebody looks English, she looks at you, you know. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't know. I've got a Roman nose, but, you know, fair enough. But <laughs> but he turns to go, podemos tener patatas bravas, you know, launches into reading off the menu in Spanish, the whole order in Spanish. And, you know, it was tapas. There's about six or seven things that we we're getting off the menu. So he's there for a good for a good minute speaking in, in, in Spanish. And she said, not to disappoint you, but I don't speak a word of Spanish, so can you say it again in English, please? Oh, um, God, and that's I just... so painful. I mean, who are you going on dates with who are going, right, I'm going to do this to impress the guy that I'm with. This will be great. They'll, <laughs> they'll love me for this. I'm going to speak some Spanish. 
Oh, oh, oh. It was just, oh. it's just, it was like watching a slow motion uh, car crash. Because obviously I could see it coming a mile off because maybe I've got good social skills and I don't know a word of Spanish. <laughs> so she was to there and it wasn't as if she was particularly receptive to this kind of act that he was putting on. And she wasn't writing things down as he was saying them or whatever. So I could see that she didn't understand. But yeah, he launched into this for about a minute, list riffing off, you know, if the menu, even ordered the drinks in in, in Spanish as well. Coca-Cola. Um, yeah. <laughs> Por favor. <laughs> so um, he then had to go through the order again, but in English, you know, if you're going to ask, did I go on a, a second date with him? The answer is si. So oh, you maybe, did. Maybe, wow, that's, yeah. that's totally about you and your standards. Yeah, no, we went to an Italian restaurant, which I, I proceeded to order my pasta in Italian. Of course. <laughs> Lasagna. There you go. <laughs> but no, straight get get people like that in there. It's like the people that go on holiday and they say La Cuenta. Can we have the bill? Just say the bill. Or do the do the do the international sign. sign for the bill, which is the signing of your hand. Yeah. Say, so can I have La Cuenta, please? No. But I mean, if you're going to a particular restaurant and you're putting on the accent and speaking the lingo, it's okay. I think if you walk out and. You're walking out of an Italian restaurant and you go into the way, so you go, Grazie, you know? Oh, like, no, nice. even that. That's I like that. too much I like for that. me. You know, I like that. You know, with the wink as well. You're not hanging around with enough pretentious people, which yeah, is Yeah, that's, that's the issue. They don't get anywhere near me. Definitely don't go on dates with them. Right, my second thing to go into room 101B is lad culture. Now, this is quite a broad one. I don't even really know specifically what I'm picking on it. I guess it's sort of like... They don't, those people who've got like their only personality thing is that they're sort of they drink one of the lads, you know, and it's like that sort of football hooligan sort of laddish culture. Like, I like football, I enjoy watching matches and stuff. Don't, I don't mind going to games, don't get to go very often, but it's that sort of whole sort of oh, yeah, we're all the same, we're all lads here, we're all drinking. We're all getting mm. hammered. And it's that kind of not really into all that. And it's sort of certain people on nights out as well. You know, the creepy guys that you see on nights out, that kind of thing. And that whole sort of lad culture is just really like, ugh. I just see it a mile off and like, oh, stay away from them. No chance. What's your thoughts? Yeah, they're the, the type of people that you see when you're out and about walking around. You're walking towards them and you actively cross the road. So you don't <laughs> have to walk past the group of them. Because A, you never know what they're going to say. And B, the uh, the stench of aftershave would be too much for me. Too much Dior Sauvage for me. Deodorant, yes, aftershave I would, but too much aftershave is something that could potentially end up in room 101B as well because, you know, too pungent. But, I mean, the thing with these people is it gets me as well. Overuse of the word mate at the end of a sentence is something that I've noticed that these types tend to do. You know, you're right, mate. How you doing, mate, or whatever. And, you know, this could be somebody that you just met in the toilet of a, a club you know you're know, just talking to them because there's a cube for the cubicle and it's all this man punching over you know just gentle punching of the arm and things like that it's things that are done subtly to offset you yeah but it's just i think it, it, it's just it's a really funny one i mean you get a lot of them say up in newcastle where cool. they've got like the sleeve tattoos i don't begrudge anybody that i think it might be cultural appropriation actually Ooh. but they're getting the um they're getting the fake tans as well the tight skinny like spray on skinny jeans and things like that and the shirts that are tight for the muscles you just look like an absolute mug don't you really i'm yeah, it is not that sort of stereotypical isn't it that stereotypical guy there that, uh, yeah i think that's sort of that that is the sort of person i'm hitting on 
I think. Not yeah. hitting on like that, definitely not. Prefer the females, as they say. The um, word female is going in room. There's no way to say to use the word female without sounding like a registered sex offender. Nothing You're not going to get any words. females using the word female. Nothing um, wrong. The females yeah. love it. <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, the lads are just, I think, yeah. And like I said, I, I like football as well, which is, it, it, does, it does tend to lend itself to some interesting kind of conversations because I think if you, if you are interacting with somebody that also likes football, then you can stand with them and talk with them for a while and kind of break some ground and get to know them so i'm not completely detached from from those type of people whatsoever but no i mean they're the type of people that you'd be in a club toilet for two minutes and they'll be offering you a key of cat and yeah know, yeah read the read the room read the room i'm doing yeah. the toilet dance you know i need a piss not not a key of anything mate no, i need a uh, line come on yeah <laughs> it's probably probably the last thing that i would want in my in my life you know that kind of small talk in the toilets um which leads me really leads me right on to my next point almost seamlessly i don't oh, want wow. to do that my next one which is small talk at the barbers. Ooh, small talk at the barbers. Oh, I can get behind this. By the way, the lad, the lad culture is going straight in room 101B. Oh, good. I good. agree wholeheartedly with that. Good. Small talk at the barbers is an interesting one because I, I speak about this with some people and some people just refuse to initiate conversation with their barber or take up the conversation. So, you know, they kind of stone stonewall it, you know, just short answers or whatever i'm somebody that finds it physically incapable to do that which lends itself quite well to being on a podcast but it does mean you get in some sticky situations with your with your barber not literally this is twofold this is no absolutely not i mean <laughs> when they're giving me a, when they're giving me a trim like this i mean honey honey again no very sticky yeah <laughs> You know, it's sort of solid, solid trim, <laughs> solid trim. But my, my issue with this is, is twofold and it stems from so the type of conversations that I tend to have with the barbers. We tend to hold very different values. And one time we were just having a conversation. She's like, you're the one who used to do politics, like you said before. I was like, yeah. She's like, those migrant boats that are coming over the English Channel. I was like, yeah. Get some snipers on the White Cliffs of Dover and shoot at them to deter them from coming over. This woman's taking a razor blade to my <laughs> and head. And you're like, not in your head. Yeah. And she's, I'm like, you know what? Genocide sounds like an amazing idea. No, I just went. Well, that's an that's a diff, that's a different way of looking at things, which is quite a politician. Definitely different. Answer. Yeah, definitely different. that's a different way. That's a different way of uh, of approaching it, isn't it? You know, Sally. Well done. Um, but I couldn't believe what I was hearing. You left her a tip. You're in a. <laughs> I left her a tip, which was to shut her mouth. <laughs> Please, no, spare us the spare us the bullshit. Spare us the bullshit. But so that's that's what that's happened a couple of times with barbers. You know, they're talking about politics, like not as extreme as that. But I'm just kind of thinking, gosh, you know, what would you don't believe everything you read on Facebook or whatever. You know, that's the, the thing with barbers, barbers, though. You do have to sort of be agreeable. Like it's difficult to have a disagreement yeah. or like you got you can't well, sort of have a debate about something. They're cutting your hair. You're trapped in the chair. You can't go anywhere. Am I, am I going to walk out of there? With half a head of hair cut off or something. It so there's looks like yeah. That yeah. <laughs> That's why I ended up with the mullet last year. What I was doing, I was going to the barbers for a full, full uh, shot back inside, and she launched into a racist rant before she managed to do the back. Yeah. And that's the only reason I ended up with it. It was a complete accident on principle. I, I agree. It's one of those settings. I wish you could sort of when you book. I wish you had the option to say. Are you open to conversation or do you not want conversation? I wish that was like on yeah. the booking because personally, I, I'll, I will sort of chat a little bit just sort of friendly stuff like she might ask you know she sort of knows what i do now and so she might ask about that and i'm like so are you busy or whatever you know that's that sort of general chit chat 
Um, but it, yeah, it's when you start to get like into quite heavy subjects, isn't it? Where it's like, oh, this is just a bit much. Let's keep it light. Do you know what I mean? Or don't talk at all, preferably. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good idea, actually. That when, you know, when you're booking, you say whether you're actually, you want to engage in small talk. They should have that in Ubers. I was about to say that, that I've that had that exact same idea. They should have it for taxis as well. They should have it in Ubers. And I've only just thought of it just now off the back of, of what you said. And obviously I'm, I'm not saying this as a person that wants to sit in the back, you know, with a pair of shades on acting aloof. I would tick yes every time because... Some of the most fun conversations I've had have been with the Uber drivers, like the Uber driver that I got the last time I got an Uber. The guy had been in the army in Eritrea, not to go off on, on too much of a tangent, but he was oh, telling me what it was nice. like what it was like to kill a person. He said a Kalashnikov is a very heavy weapon. I thought, yeah, I bet it is. And now you're here driving a taxi. I thought, amazing. What a journey. What a journey. Um, he's like, do you have any Do you have any kids? And I was like, no, do I look that old? And he's like, I've got three. They tire me out. They're 10, 8, and 5. I was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. You're now pen um, but, Yeah. <laughs> he's taken me over to Eritrea to, uh, to hold a class. <laughs> but they, I get it because they want the five-star rating as well. And I gave them it because I thought, cracking chat. Um, but right. there should be the option, I think, for people that are less inclined to engage in that. More I'm, talk happy to put that I'm happy to put that into room one-on-one. Completely agree on that. I think it's uh, I think it's a sensible one. Let's, let's have an option to decide whether you want to speak to your barber or not perfect third one going into room 101 i'm going with seagulls okay <laughs> i am putting the seagull in there and to be honest i don't really have any reasons why specifically they just annoy me they they really do mm. irritate me as a as a bird as a species yeah. of all of the animals they have to be the most irritating one because they're quite cocky as well they're sort of they're a cocky bird <laughs> And I just think, I see him, I was down in Cornwall a few years back and swooping down, like trying to grab people's chips after the yeah. fish and chips and stuff. It's like, get your own, there's, there's literally the sea there and you're after my fish. <laughs> That's your job. That's your job though, isn't it? Get in the sea. What happened to, what happened to evolution? Yeah. When, the, when the seagull, the seagulls can't get their own fucking fish. Why are no, you no, having no, a chip? No. I saw just... it, I saw it firsthand in Cornwall this summer. We were, all, we were walking along the seafront in St. Ives, and it was absolutely packed. And what they put signs up everywhere saying, you know, beware of the seagulls. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, yeah, there's no need for that, is there? Like, you know, you can have a fish and chips on the seafront. And we were walking behind a very sizable woman mm-hmm. who was talking into, talking in, <laughs> and this, she was enjoying, well, I could only presume, it was a, a lovely fish and chips. And you'd have thought that a bomb would have gone off because the seagull just nosedived down to the chips went flying everywhere and she shrieked. I can't imagine anybody would be very happy in that situation. I'd never seen anything like it. It was like a vulture coming down. This is the so annoying. They are like you, that though, by, by the seaside. In fact, people haven't been to the coast or in the UK or whatever and haven't, like, if you're from abroad or whatever, and you haven't seen the way that some of the seagulls swoop down. It only seems to be in certain places. You, you can be all right in, in some seaside towns, but they do, like, really swoop down. It's like they know bombing you and it's like can be yeah. 50 of them in the air like one after another from all angles and i'm there like trying to sneak a chip out of like my box or whatever you're looking around you can't sit still like you can't get settled no and if you've ever seen one pretty close up as well because they have quite pale eyes they look really really creepy mm. i know it's a small gripe compared to the fact that they're nicking everybody's fish and chips but even just looking at them puts creepy me eyes puts me on edge. and then i mean you've got the issue as well of what comes out the other end of the seagull you know they don't care Good where they're point. dropping that they don't care. And it's meant to be good luck, but it's not good luck because I think I've been shat on by a bird once and I was having trials for Leeds United and I got rejected on the same day. So not good luck. I think we've just debunked that myth. You know, not only are we doing Room 101, we're myth busting. I can't Being believe you got rejected from, not good from Leeds. Oh, I thought no, I thought that was the same as well. No, it could have been also different. It could have been also different. Um, really but unfortunately, it wasn't, wasn't meant to be. 
Um, you have been excreted on by a bird. <laughs> so we could both agree seagulls going into room yeah, one. It's, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? They've got no redeemable features whatsoever. Whatsoever. They don't what do they add to the, you know, the bird watching community? I used to be a bird watcher myself. And you spot a seagull. Yeah, yeah. And you spot a seagull. When I was in year five, year six, you spot a seagull in the in the sky. You're not pointing out and going, Oh my god, I can't believe I've never seen a red tips gull before or anything. No, you'd see them all. I just that is not a bird, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um but, you just uh, sort of slipped in that you're a bird watcher. What do you mean you're a bird watcher? Like in what way? At school, me and one of, no, me and one of my friends would go out when we were at home. We'd with the binoculars and the camouflage on, and we'd have our bird books to identify birds in the trees in the woods by our house. But what sort of birds were you seeing there? You weren't seeing like pelicans and some ostrich. Oh, it's an ostrich. No, no I mean there are no pelicans or ostriches in in the UK. That's what I mean. So what? It can't um, be that interesting. You just do a standard craze of lasted for. It was about a year, year or two. You'd see your standard garden birds, but some are rarer than others. <laughs> so you've got. Great tit, long tit, uh, great tit, long tailed tit, Big tit blue yeah. tit, little tit, uh, you know, the tit family. Mm-hmm. Then you got the finches, Chris Finch, pretty good rep, pretty <laughs> good rep. Um, you know, chaff finches and gold finches and bull finches and, and whatnot. And then you've got your crows, you've got your jackdaws as well, and the crow family. Ravens. How, with the big, how have you with the never beak? mentioned this in uh, the 11 years I've known you that you were big into bird? Or, I never knew you <laughs> like birds. Wow. Keep that in, by the way. I think that's an you... interesting facet to me. People will want to know that. <laughs> Keep that <laughs> in. No, I cut it a bit. So we both agreed seagulls going into room 101. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Good. good. Even, we might, even with my passion for birds. We might even do a separate like bird watching podcast, like a special for the <laughs> Patreon at this rate. I mean, we could really I talk think about we've, all that. We've, We've carved out a niche, and I think there's a gap in the market for it. Not that I looked, but I do feel like I've got a lot, a lot of vital knowledge and a lot of good anecdotes that I can pass on to the bird watching community. Might have to go somewhere do a bit of bird watching. <laughs> uh, but what, what's yours? It third one now. This is my third one, and I don't think this will surprise anybody that knows me. Baby talk. Not a fan of it. Ooh, not a fan of it. Um, what on. I mean, what, what I mean by this, I don't mean with your boyfriend or girlfriend in an affectionate way. I think that's pretty weird anyway. That's weird. If you speak oh. to them as if they're a child. I mean, like, I don't mean, the baby talk between the partners is weird, but what I mean kind of more specifically is any parents, any aunties, friends, or whatever, who are talking to a baby in a stupid voice. Oh, who's a good boy? You know, if they're, they're like rocking them on their knee. Oh, who's a good boy? You're a good boy, aren't you, Oliver? You're, oh, you're, you know, who's a handsome boy or whatever? Can't understand you. What about with animals? Look, what about with dogs? It's just making you look foolish. You know, I've got a soft spot for, for dogs. But do you but talk, I be, do you I talk still to a dog? Be... All right, Arthur. You're all right. I still <laughs> said, yeah. Or, or do you go, all right, Arthur? Right, Arthur, you've seen that. You've seen, like, we, what, we've seen the stock market. You've seen the stock market today, Arthur. There's a good boy. <laughs> no, I mean, if you're talking in that stupid voice, to a baby i would never be able to bring myself to do it. i mean it stunts their development as well because babies learn how to talk through interaction with people but for, more for me i wouldn't begrudge other people doing it it's just something that i could never see doing myself and i feel quite sad about it because it doesn't mean that my future children are going to miss out on on that silly like little talk where it's going to be like who's a, who's a cutie you're a cute so what, like, what would you do though if you were talking to a baby you go all right dennis pass on the head be, or what like... that's my that's my dad's name that's my dad's name <laughs> that's not engaging that no, obviously Donald. i would i would speak in an affectionate tone but there's a way to do it without speaking to a baby and baby talk all right know, go broken. on then let's let's role play it i'm a baby this is taking a turn <laughs> go on i'm a baby is it <laughs> 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 This is ridiculous. No, go on. I'm, I'm is a it? baby. So is it? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Why do you look so gormless, baby? They're not gormless. They've no, got big, a, big eyes. Is it? Is it time for feeding now, Ed? Is it time? For... You're not going to get your breasts out, are you? What? Yeah. <laughs> you saw exactly where I was going for it. I'm just waiting for an excuse to get topless on this podcast. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. But there's a way like that to talk to a baby without going, is somebody a hungry little boy right now, Ed? Who's a hungry little boy? You're a hungry little boy. I, I don't get it. I can never bring myself to do it. I, I, do, I, just... I know what you mean about the repetitive things. Like they do like a repeating thing as well. They don't just say, oh, are you okay? Like they do it over and over. Oh, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Yeah, what? Are they waiting for a reply? Are they waiting yeah. for the baby to go, yeah, I'm fine. People do that with dogs as well. Yeah, you've got a problem with that with the dog thing, have you? Yeah, what? I don't know. It's just when it when they say it like five, six, seven times, it's like, again, are you waiting for a response or what? I mean, just yeah. say it once or twice, that's fine. Are you all right, eh? Are you okay? That's fine. Happy with that. Yeah, yeah. And when that, it goes that on. Is not, that's not in a silly tone either. Like, that is perfectly fine. Mm. It's more for me, the kind of cutesy kind of, somebody, yeah. somebody thirsty, somebody wants some milk. I'm like, oh, I like it. Yeah, I, I like can't it. imagine you speak it, it like that. It's easy to see adults doing it. Not a fan of it. No, I'm to be honest, when you first said it, I wasn't or I wasn't on board, but I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to put it in. I'll put it in. That's weird. We'll go with That's that. That's weird. I, maybe it's just part of my uneasy relationship with babies. I mean, why do they always stare at you on public transport? Is it do they is that a me thing? Do they stare at me on my weird looking? They is it the beard? Is it, it the nose piercing? What is it? It's the dress what sense. <laughs> it could be that guy's trousers. Are he calls, is he? Oh, and they start that, guy, that guy's trousers are way too baggy for him. Oh. <laughs> Where's the skinny jeans? Come on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, happy to put happy to put that in, I think. Just I'll be interested to see what people in the comments say about that one. Let us know on baby talk. My fourth one is I don't really know. I sort of know what I'm getting at with this one, but I sort of don't as well. And mm. I'm going to go with e-cigs on nights out, specifically Ooh. on nights out, indoors on nights out as well. Now, e-cigs, I think for some people, you know, if, if they've had uh, a cigarette addiction, a nicotine addiction, perfectly understandable. You want to move on to something that's less, you know, harmful or whatever. Um, but I think just on nights out, there's a certain type of e-cig that I see, mm. and it just it just annoys me. I don't because everyone mm. has them now. It, things that annoy me in life are generally the things that become like a trend or that kind mm. of thing. Yeah, I get just, that. They become like a craze of all oh, people are doing this now, or whether it's like a haircut yeah. or a fashion thing. And e-cigs have become a big thing now indoors, outdoors. Go for it. Do you know what I mean? It's well, go for it. But it's like indoors specifically on nights out. People put it up in the air. People going, oh, it's, oh, look at the look at the steam that I'm blowing out or smell. Quite <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm five. I mean, like, I don't know. It's just it just annoys me. There's a certain type of person. And it just winds me up on a night out, specifically indoors. Yeah. Well, firstly, I think vaping indoors is not allowed in it's any not. respected establishment. So they're breaking the rules there. So I'm not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Vaping itself, though, is, is something that I don't do personally, but it's something that I've gradually come around to the idea of as more and more people start doing it. You know, it's an effective way to beat a smoking addiction. But my first kind of initial, you know, when vapes first came along, my first initial kind of view on them was that it makes you look pathetic because you look, you know, that you're too scared to have a cigarette. So you're well, having that's, that's the way like people that start my- taking them up who didn't smoke. Like, yeah. so I, I know, know a few people who didn't smoke, but just started vaping. And it's yeah. like, at least when, at least with SIGs, at least, you know, the sort of the whole Alex Turner sort of looking a bit cool on stage <laughs> or whatever. He's not going to come out on stage going, 
with his e-cig, is he? I mean, that's just never going to happen. There's a level yeah, of, at least of sort of coolness to it. It's a, it's a weird one, and I and I've, I've never smoked myself a vape or a, or a cigarette. But my initial view on them was that you know you look like you're just too scared to have an actual cigarette. Like, come on. Now I think I'd rather smell that vapor than cigarettes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the smell is just too much. But inside, nobody's smoking a cigarette inside anyway. That's the thing. So there's yeah. no excuse. There's no excuse to vape. In a smoking area, go outside then. I'd much rather have a whiff of like mixed berry or something. Oh, outside, you know? outside no. it disperses and it's fine. Like but, you know, even if I get a whiff of it, it's all right, isn't it? It's not too bad. But but inside, inside it's just it's just a bit weird. And also, it's not addictive. Is it? They think it's not addictive. Uh, I don't know. It can be addictive. I don't know. It can. It, I know it's, it can still be. It's meant to be less addictive, isn't it? It's meant to be less addictive. Yeah. And that's why people wean themselves off of cigarettes and onto vapes because they're less addictive and less harmful. So if you're inside a club and you're on a dance floor, you know, getting down to some music and you're like, God, I'm itching for a vape. Get a life. No, you're not. No, you're not. There's a time and a place. Yeah. I agree with it. I, I wish think... I could say for the purpose of debate that I disagreed, but I mean, you raised a very valid point. You raised it. Well, I think we disagreed enough last week. Yeah, we did, didn't we? We definitely did last week. There's enough disagreements yeah. for a few podcasts, I think. But like, <laughs> like I said, I think um, the reason why people do them inside, uh, in, inside nightclubs is because it sort of looks cool. It adds to like the sort of smokiness of the nightclub and that kind of thing. I think that's why they do that. Them. So they've got their own smoke machines. Exactly. If you're going to a well-respected uh, club, which is the, the only type of club I go to. Um, <laughs> so there's just there's just no no need for it. Is there? Imagine getting caught by a club photographer mid-vape you yeah. look a bit silly you look like a virgin not that there's anything wrong with that <laughs> reclaim it reclaim that virginity <laughs> but i just think yeah i don't know i've got nothing wrong with people vaping i think like i say if you're trying to come off an addiction from cigarettes and whatever it makes yeah. sense but i think it's just the in indoors and in nightclubs it's just become such like a cliche thing now it's a, a trend sort of like that people are doing and i see it on nightclub pictures like people holding like their e-cigs getting ready and it's, oh i don't know it just it makes me go mm, do I mean, stay clear it's not don't come near when, me when people turn the the exhaling of the vapor into some kind of art form oh, and yeah. start doing silly shapes with it it's probably not giving off the impression that you think it's giving off and that's, that's all i'm going to say i don't want to be too harsh but yeah I just yeah it's not start it's doing not, it through the nose because that oh that's cool yeah, yeah. that's cool that, you know you'd be you'd be you'd be pulling leave some leave some people for the rest of us <laughs> yeah, yeah so i'm all behind that. On that yeah i'm all behind that I'm good all behind that. good what's your fourth one so my fourth one is um, it's a profession of people um, and I hope not to be attacked by them because they perform a very, very key service of, in society. NHS staff. It's, it's somebody, <laughs> get them a pay rise. And as somebody, they, they technically probably are NHS staff, it's, <laughs> it's doctors, receptionists, GPs, receptionists. They're going in room and room. Have you ever had a conversation with a GPs receptionist? Sometimes. Absolutely shocking. I mean, you'd think that they were guarding Fort Knox. You'd think that they were covering up state secrets with A, their tone, and B, the amount of questions they ask. It's ridiculous. I think, you know, on the other end of the phone, you're making an appointment. By the way, I don't know if it's like this for all doctors, but for my doctors, you have to call up at half past eight in the morning for an appointment mm -hmm. on the same yeah. day, which leads to everybody calling up at half past eight, which leads to you being in a queue of 20, 25 people, which is ridiculous. So I get that it's a very stressful job for the GP's receptionist. But when you get Onto the call, all I think that would suffice is, you know, what's your name, what's your date of birth, just to verify and everything. What's the issue so they can get the urgency of it? Why do they need to know the ins and outs of everything I'm going through? What's going on there? Well, they're one step away from asking for my mother's maiden name. Like, what, what's <laughs> going on? I've got a ball ache, all right? Just let me in, yeah. for God's <laughs> sake. Where have you got, 
where have you got your medical degree from your medicine degree from you can't you can't solve this you can't solve this conundrum and also one of my mum's friends is a gp receptionist who doesn't think twice about gossiping about what people ring up for so she knows somebody that rings up oh patient confidentiality there did you did you hear alison's got a yeast infection literally things are sensitive things are sensitive as that which I, you know, as a lover of gossip, nice, mm. but could get you fired. And I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be in the receiving end of it, especially with some of my ailments. Keep stum, keep stum. Has Alison um, sorted out a yeast infection? Is she all right? <laughs> I think she's still struggling with it, but I mean, Itchy. she can make lots of, she can make lots of bread with it now. Yeah, good. That's good to know. But, but I yeah, do they know just seem now. to be a bit abrasive. No, I'm happy to go along with that one. I think, um, I, yeah, like, I mean, I think some receptionists are worse than others. I've definitely been in a situation where it's like they want to know every single detail. It's like, oh, come on, like just get me to see a doctor. Like so I, much. I reckon some of them are just a bit nosy. They, they don't even need to know some that's, of these details. That's... They just keep going, oh, how bad is it? What we chair is the body. It's, a, it's exactly what it is. And that's how um, they find out they gossip, obviously, as we've uncovered on this pod. It's an investigative podcast. Yeah. I don't want to get anybody fired though. So I'll leave it at that. But yeah. We're gonna put that in uh, in room 101 then. I think we'll put receptionists in, in room 101. Uh, my fifth and final one is people talking loudly on the phone on public transport, trains, buses. Yeah. Oh God, people I'm just you're in a quiet carriage and I'll have, I have a setting on the train on the, what's it train line the app yeah and I have line. a setting where you can select like the quiet carriage so I'll always have that on I don't know if it's such a thing I don't know I think it just puts you in the one with less people or something like that. I don't know so yeah, I'd like to put all the boring people together that's what it is exactly. you just stick all those stick them in a beige carriage put yeah. them there I'm not there for a chat I'm there to travel somewhere so <laughs> I'll be I'll be sat there it'll be a quiet carriage someone's phone goes off all right, yeah. Karen. Yeah, I'm just on the train. <laughs> about three minutes away. Yeah, and they have a full-blown conversation. It's like, oh, God. and you know everyone around. We're all listening because we, why? Why else? You know, I mean, we, we have nothing else to listen to. Uh, we don't have yeah. most people don't have earphones in or anything yeah. because they're just sort of you know looking out the window or whatever. So we're forced to listen to this conversation now. And you find out, oh yeah, Sharon, yeah, she's sleeping with that David around the corner. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's like, oh God, and you have that, and you're stuck. You can't go anywhere. You're stuck on, the, on this carriage with them for the next hour. It's never interesting, is it? It's never an interesting conversation. At once have I overheard a conversation on a train and been like, you know what? I'd want to hear a bit more of that. What's for tea tonight, darling? Oh, we're having <laughs> steak pie and chips with a, you know, do you want garden peas or broccoli with it? Oh, I love broccoli. Peas. Why are you being so fucking loud? And yeah, why can that. the people not understand socially that, you know, having a loud phone conversation is just sort of frowned upon? Like, were they not taught yeah. that? They don't have the yeah. self-awareness to go... This is a quiet carriage. Not nobody's talking. No one's got music or anything. I'm just going to have a really loud conversation. Did they not realise that's strange? I feel like as well, if it's a long conversation and it gets, you know, it's obviously going to be irritating to the people. Why is it necessary to call over text? Like you can text and you're mm. texting on a train is not frowned upon. So why not? But uh, truth be told, though, more often than not, I travel almost exclusively with headphones on, like on a train. Because I know, yeah. unless I'm traveling with people that I know, obviously, it's an opportunity for me to listen to a podcast or listen to music or whatever. My carefully curated Taylor Swift playlist, for instance. I went down to London this summer. Not on the train, though, but on the Megabus because mm-hmm. I was saving saving money. I think it was about 15 quid to book on the same day for a, a coach there. It did take eight hours. Eight um, hours. And I... I forgot to charge my headphones before going down, which was an issue. So I was charging mm. them on the coach, but it meant that for most of that journey, I had to be 
without headphones. And the issue for me wasn't anything to do with what people were saying. I'm kind of like a nosy person anyway. I think it's, 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 are, it's, it's yeah. interesting, but it is irritating, like, especially if you want to get to sleep, you're trying to focus on something. The issue for me are the other senses. It's not what I'm hearing. It's what I'm smelling. I knew you were going to say that. You're not, not your own BO again, is it? It's not, it's not my own BO. Why are you opening up a packet of pungent smelling crisps? in a confined space when you're with people that you barely know. Cheesy Doritos on a car. I'm just going to eat this boiled egg on the train. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, thanks. Don't get me started. It was that, and it was the fact that what I was feeling in the back of my chair was the kid sat behind me booting the chair, but I didn't say oh. anything, which is a, uh, it's a testament a testament to my restraint. But yeah, it is a public transport. It can be a bit of a, a, bit of a nightmare. Uh, so we're agreeing on that. That's going into... Yeah, 100%. 100%. Brilliant. What's your fifth and final one? It's so weird as well. It's a train-related one is this one um and another profession as well if you're a train conductor i'm sorry but more often than not based on my um experiences with you you lack a soul i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna name call i'm just gonna say there's no empathy they're all dead behind the eyes oh this is because you once got fined for not paying your your rail fare and you've now taken out on all train conductors isn't it so (laughs) back in the day a few years ago i was somebody that if i could get away with getting on a train without paying for the ticket i would so you know the people that hide in the, the toilets i'd never do that i'm not going in a train toilet all i would do is put my headphones on obviously on the train and pretend to be asleep and they never they never would tap you on the shoulder and wake you up and say sir can we see your ticket please never not once not once so that's that's foolproof that is full proof and, until it wasn't until for some reason on my headphones yeah <laughs> <laughs> Again, why they're ever they're either not charged or I'm forgetting them. It's on a train, leads to Hull. Put the tickets at the last minute because you can. Obviously, it's not gonna be not gonna be a sold out train. Two trains were leaving within minutes of each other, both going to Hull. I book a ticket with the train company A. I'm not even gonna give them any free advertising. Right. Neither of them. Book a ticket with train company A and accidentally get on train company B's train and then so your own fault. The same time. They're both going to the same, leaving the same station and going to the same station at the same time. I get on the train, conductor coming down, checking the tickets. I'm thinking, no, here we go. I've actually got a ticket though, you know, because that's what I do now. I buy train tickets. It's good of you. Um, Follow the law like everyone else. So he's coming down. Yeah, well, sometimes. So he's coming down, he's checking everybody or whatever. And comes to me, scans a ticket, QR code, doesn't work. Yeah, okay, what's going on here? He goes, what company is on the train ticket? My guy, it's whatever company it was. And he points, points to his name badge, which has, the, which has the train company's logo on it, obviously, and his name. And he goes, what does this say? Emphasizing the fact that I'm on the wrong train company's train. And I said, I said, Andrew, because I didn't realize that he was pointing. I didn't, I didn't realize he was pointing to the train company's logo on the train, on the conductor's name badge. I was like, like, who's Andrew? What's going on here? Like, he's kind of really setting the law with me here, isn't he? Yeah. You're called Andrew. What more do you want from me? Yeah, I'm on the wrong train. Yeah, your name's Andrew. What more do you want? And then he drew it all out. He went, he pointed to the guy behind me and he said, this guy knows how to book a train ticket. And I turn around and go, you're all right, mate. You're right, mate. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And he went, yeah, I booked an... um, an all-day single, which meant that he could get on any train he wanted and he could go to X, Y, and Z. So I had a lecture for about 10 minutes in front of the rest of the whole carriage about how if you click this button on the app, you can book this train, you can book this train. And delivered in the most patronising tone by our friend, Andrew. And I don't know if anybody's ever been fined before on a train. You get fined twice because one time isn't enough. So Why they make you buy twice? a train. They make you buy a train ticket from... 
the next station. So from where you get caught, the next station to the station you're going to. And then a fine on top of that, just for the inconvenience, 25 quid. 25 quid fine. And so they should as um, well. Completely on their side. Absolutely. Though. Absolutely not. It's completely, completely unnecessary but he could have taught me a lesson and still shown some leniency instead he cho- he chose to make an example of me i walked off red-faced and it's hard to embarrass me <laughs> <laughs> so you've taken that humiliation out on, on andy and you've put him in room 101 does not even feel like you've put he... you've not even put train conductors in you've put andy in there is what you've done you put andrew <laughs> no because there's time and time again they do this and i've heard stories from other people as well train conductors are they're just shits, aren't they? They really are. They really are shits. I like them. Um, didn't you have that time where you got on a train and you you, you had an, uh, an allocated seat and somebody was sat in it and you told them that they were sat in your seat? Was that, that was you, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. That wasn't that even that long ago, I don't think. I was getting a train somewhere and uh, hopped on the train. Everyone was assigned a seat. You know, I paid for a seat. Looked to where my seat was. I'm like, mm, door checking. The guy's oh. asleep. I'm thinking, oh, God. So I'm like, um, excuse me, I, can, uh, I think you're in my seat. And he goes, go sit somewhere else then, mate. Like that, he just basically tells me <laughs> to do one. Like that, that's pretty much what he said. He might have even told me to back off. I can't remember now. But basically just told me to do one. I looked around, I just thought, I, I'm not going to stand here and like go back and forth. So I just ended up going a few seats behind. But the thing was, though, there was... It was like it's cl- it's clearly labelled that that seat's taken. Do you know what I mean, there's a ticket, there's a little ticket po- po- poking out there. Just don't yeah, sit yeah. there if you don't understand how to you know sit on trains. Don't be on trains. Do you know what I mean, there's a <laughs> ticket there for a reason. It says it's taken. All he had to do was sit on the one of the ones without a ticket, and there was quite a few. So I thought, right, I'm not going to argue with him. I'll just sit on the one without a ticket. But it annoyed me. So yeah, I, f- I think we can put that one in room 101. I guess. I guess we'll put it in there. There's sort of like bounces. Some some are all right, and some just do the job, and others are uh, not the best. Okay, to finish off the podcast, we're going to do some relationship advice. Okay, we're going to answer uh, one of the relationship problems on Reddit, uh, on uh, sort of the relationship advice section there. And this one is titled "Our Gay Friend Keeps Kissing My Boyfriend." Me, a female. And my boyfriend has a gay friend who has been my friend for some time. This is written really well. He keeps kissing, hugging, and cuddling with my boyfriend. At first, it was fine because I knew it was mostly a joke. However, a week ago, he got a little tipsy over some alcohol and straight up gave my boyfriend a few hickeys and kissed my boyfriend several times. My boyfriend obviously resisted, but didn't use his full strength to resist because we know our friend gets really sensitive if my boyfriend hurts him, e.g. pushes <laughs> him away forcibly. I'm honestly getting more and more uncomfortable with my friend being constantly intimate with my boyfriend, but I'm afraid to confront my friend because he gets butt hurt easily. Probably not the best choice of words. <laughs> no, not um, if he's gay, it's not. That's not, that's not a redeeming feature for a gay man at all. I'm not sure what to do. Any advice? What would you do if, let's say, hypothetically, you were gay and, you know, kissing people's boyfriends? Hmm. Um, let's say that was you. I mean, how how would that be dealt with, do you think? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's definitely a, a weird kind of a situation. It I is, mean, isn't it? There are, there are ways that you can push people away without hurting them as well first and foremost because that's what i do in that situation i'm big on monogamy it doesn't matter what the context is it doesn't matter if oh he's gay and he's straight so it's fine they can kiss or whatever but it was so weird so weird that this comes up because i have been in clubs before where i've been with one of my gay friends and then 
one of his friends and her boyfriend, if that makes sense. And at various points across the course of the night, the gay friend got off with his friend who was female. Right. The female friend got off with her boyfriend, obviously. Yeah. And the gay friend, my gay friend, got off with his friend's boyfriend as well. So this just seems to be a thing that happens because... I've witnessed it only once, and this is the exact issue in play here. It's girls having boyfriends and letting their gay friends do whatever they want with them. I thought it was weird at the time when I was drunk, which says a lot. I still think it's 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 peculiar now. Um, and I, would... I mean, friendly. It's definitely friendly, but um, it's but strange, isn't it? The guy is all, oh, I, you know, I'm scared of pushing him away because my friend doesn't like being hurt. Like, come on. <laughs> Have a have a have a word. We don't need to be throwing fists. Just have a word. But it's a very it's a very very delicate issue. I think. Why is a gay friend wanting to get with a straight man? But this is this is the thing. I I think Pointless. what needs to be put in place is she needs to set boundaries. She needs to talk to a boyfriend first of all. And and you know if he is uncomfortable with that, then he needs to set boundaries as well. And just pull that friend to the side and go. Can you stop giving me hickeys, please? Do you know what I mean? Not, not... Well, I, mean, I think that's that weird, isn't it? Like, how... I think that's weird. I'm how not sure what's kiss... going on there. There's a kiss on the cheek and then there's that. Do you know what I mean? The gay friend doesn't like being hurt, but he's inflicting harm on the boyfriend Good because point. he's giving him hickeys. Hickeys? Wow, are, are, in... are we back in secondary school or something? Why are we leaving these disgusting marks on each other's <laughs> necks? Like, what are we so... You How do you like that. pack animals that are getting territorial and marking our territory on other people's necks? And the best way to show your affection for somebody or the, the best way to show that you fancy them is to suck their blood out of their neck so much so that it leaves bruises on their necks. I'll never understand the rationale behind that. Doing that to somebody that you're into, never mind your friend's boyfriend who's straight, why are you leaving marks on his neck? Get away from his neck. Disgusting. So you you personally never do it. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying it's a very childish uh, thing to do. I'm saying when I was... I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying when I was when I was back in uh, sixth form, the turtleneck trade was booming because I had to, had to, when I got my first boyfriend, I had to invest in about four or five, maybe even six different turtlenecks to wear to uh, to sixth form, and they didn't probably anyway. I couldn't see, but I don't think they covered them, did they? I no. so, yeah. but it's 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 a very sensual act, isn't it? I wouldn't completely denounce it. Obvi- obviously, obviously, obviously. <laughs> um, so her advice, her advice is that you know she needs to have a chat with a boyfriend set boundaries and you know just sort of pull her their gay friend to, to the side and just go you know, i mean a little bit too heavy you know, people get like that sometimes after a few drinks they get a bit sort of over the top don't they set the boundaries I mean, maybe her boyfriend's gay has she posted any more situations in which she needs advice from because that could be something that could be uncovered at a, a later date i have to say though if he's receptive to this you know the kissing and the hickeys he can't be 100% straight, can he? But then again, I, as a gay man, have kissed girls before. Since I've come out as well, it wasn't like I didn't know I was gay or I was trying to give it up. I didn't particularly enjoy it, though. wouldn't know what to do if it was taken to the next level. Mm. Um, but it hasn't stopped me from doing it before. It's interesting, though, isn't it? It's interesting how you, you had the urge to kiss her, though. There was a feeling on the night. Interesting. No, she, you know, in the, well, it's happened once, and in, in this in this case, you know, when you're in a club and somebody stood in front of you, and they keep on finding themselves in front of you for some reason, even though they're not with you on that night, and they're just looking at you, and you know that they want that. It was that kind of situation. So you just had to get with them. She wouldn't leave me alone. She wouldn't leave me alone. So you just just have to get with them. I hate it when it happens, but it happened. Just the once, though. Just the once that's happened. Put you off for life, didn't it? I always say, don't knock it until you tried it. It just wasn't right. I like how we've taken this advice from giving advice to her to just sort of talking about you. We always always get on to it, don't we? We always get on to it. It always revolves around myself. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say have a word with the gay. Don't have a word with the boyfriend. Don't need to have a word with the boyfriend. Have a word with the gay friend. Oh, interesting. So I'm, I'm just saying maybe her boyfriend's cheated on her behind her back. That's all I'm saying. Maybe check that avenue out in a way. Well, he could be. He could be gay. He could be bi. I mean, if he if he's bi, you know, those people do exist. And, and, and ironically, he'll be going bye bye to her. <laughs> bye bye, baby, baby, goodbye. <laughs> if he is in a, a relationship. With her though, it doesn't matter whether he's straight or bi, he still should be kissing them. But it sounds to me as if the gay friend is instigating it as well. So the word needs to be had with him. It's just, it's not on. Interesting, um, interesting. So I think we're giving yeah. some good advice there. I'm happy with that. I'm happy for us to tie it up there. And we've put some stuff in room 101. What what do we put in? Should we go through the things we ended up putting in? Okay, I can tell you what I put. I put people that pronounce foreign words obnoxiously, train conductors, baby talk, doctors, receptionists. And small talk at barbers. I, I'm putting in. I mean, you said you weren't going to put in people sucking fingers, but I'm overruling you. I'm overruling you on that as the editor of the podcast. Lad culture, seagulls, e cigs indoors on nights out, quite specific. And then people talking loudly on the phone on public transport. Got it. I think that's pretty much that's pretty much sorry, but there's nothing wrong with sucking fingers. Wow. And that is everything for this podcast. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe, help us out, try and help us get to the 250 fraternity, be a part of that (laughs) club. And uh, yeah, thank you all so much for your support lately. See ya. Thank you very much. See you later.